0: Hi everyone and welcome back on to The Backstretch. I'm Heather Williams and this week is the All-Star Race. I'm always torn at this time of year about the All-Star Race because on one hand I feel like the All-Star Race is probably the most interesting and compelling TV, of all the all-star events in any sports. I mean, better than the Pro Bowl, obviously, better than the Major League Baseball All-Star Game or the NHL All-Star Game. I really feel like this is a fun event that's the closest thing to an actual race that you'll see in major sports as opposed to like an actual baseball game, football game, hockey game, you get the picture. But I also kind of feel like NASCAR's really not taking Full advantage of everything the net the All Star race could be. It's a huge event, million dollars on the line. As I said, really well done as far as All Star events go. But wouldn't it be cool if we could take this All Star event, fix up some of these old tracks? Everybody these days is about history and throwback and getting back to NASCAR's roots. What better way to do that than to go to? Rockingham, North Wilkesboro, Nashville Fairgrounds, and rotated around every year. NASCAR just spent their time and money putting a track inside the LA Coliseum, building it temporarily, and then tearing it down. Why can't we do some of these old tracks? I realize they'll probably need some infrastructure upgrades as well, but they're already doing these things SMI is doing these things at the fairgrounds and at North Wilkesboro. So a little bit of time and investment into some of these old defunct tracks. How cool would it be to go back to these places we don't go even more? Even if you throw in like Kentucky or Chicagoland and just move this thing around to different types of tracks, different places that we once raced in, but don't race at anymore. How much fun would this be? Kingsport Speedway. Boyd Speedway in North Georgia. I just think that that would be unbelievable. The All-Star Race is not really about in-person, so I don't really feel like you have to expand the stands exponentially. You probably need to put in a few stands, kind of like what they did at the Nashville Super Speedway last year. But I just think that would be a fun way to make this All-Star Race even better and take it to the next level and really reach out to the older fans who feel like NASCAR is kind of leaving them behind and introduce the newer fans to the history of this sport. I think it would be fun. I think it'd be interesting. I don't think it'll happen unless I win the lottery and somehow can buy NASCAR. But anyway, my thoughts on the all-star race. Let's hear, some, hear from some other experts now joined as always by our crew chief Chris Carrier, who also happens to be the crew chief of the number 75 food country truck in the Camping World Truck Series. Crest. let's start with Kansas. Toto saw some great racing this weekend. Yes, and for the second win for 2311 in the Cup Series, Kurt Busch goes to victory lane. What does this mean for Denny Hamlin and Michael Jordan's
1: team? I, I, a lot. I th- I'm, uh, I'm happy for it. Uh, I know Kurt Busch is a, an unbelievable talent. I know when he's 100% focused, he is an absolute animal in the car. Um, I think this is going to be the start of that team really going uphill. And I think I think a lot of people on other teams are saying, oh boy, here, oh gosh, this may get big. So I think it's going to be good for all. Uh, personally, my opinion, I think it's great for our sport and great for the Cup Series. Um, to have a guy a personality like Michael Jordan, I mean, come on, this is this guy's. It's like in the same name as Elvis Presley or somebody. It's uh, you know he's an icon, and uh, whether you like basketball or not, and his his relationship with Denny Hamlin, building this team, uh, it's it's going to bring a lot of notoriety to the Cup Series. That's not not there. What notoriety isn't there is coming. So it's all good. It's all good. Great win for Kurt. Great win for Kurt, and I'm not surprised.
0: Yeah, on the flip side is Bubba, who fought and clawed to a 10th place finish. Obviously, both teams at 23-11 have speed, but it seems like the pit crew keeps letting the 23 team down. Mm-hmm. As a crew chief, can you fix this, or how do you fix this?
1: Uh, well, with, Pedro without knowing the details, I know I, I, I heard Denny himself allude to this after the race that they have that they have hurt themselves in the pits on pit road decisions so on and so forth and yes it's it's critical for all that stuff to be uh bulletproof to to be competitive and and to win races in that series you can't have mistakes so um at the end of the day uh sometimes it takes uh, a house cleaning you know uh that that's pretty cold um in this series, it's it's hard and it's hard to make those decisions and sometimes it's hard to figure out, okay, what actually is going on here? Why do we keep shooting ourselves in the foot? Uh, somehow, if, if that's what's going on, somehow you got to take the bullets out of the gun or get the gun out or something, do so, get the gun away and just start trying to be solid, not trying to hit a grand slam every time you come up, but just get base hits. Be solid, you know and in michael jordan's world hit foul shots and make layups and you'll win games so i think i think somewhere along the line they've got to step back and say take a deep breath let's figure out what's going on let's fix the problems one by one and we're not going to do it overnight so and we've already seen that if we if we do this we're going to win races so um it, it may be actually simpler than what they think it may be they may be making a something a little bit harder than what it really is so i hope so i mean that team is 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 going it's got a bright future there's no doubt about it they're going to grow they're going to have more than two teams eventually they're going to have sponsorship they're going to have notoriety they're going to fix it all and they're going to get better
0: i mean and despite that still a 10th place finish for above uh, 60 <laughs> quality passes in the race so yeah, not t- just passing people but passing good yeah. cars
1: top 10 is not small potatoes and uh it's just it's it's in that series top ten is tough that's something to hold your head up about and i know i know bubba doesn't want to hold his head up about that i know he wants to win if he doesn't want to win he don't he don't need to be there none of them need to so a lot of people get a little irritated at that but i don't care if you don't want to win you, you don't need to go to the cup series race unless you're going to watch so uh uh, th- this is go- this team is, is going to get on momentum and they are going to get better so just strap your seatbelt in get your get your ham sandwich and watch because <laughs> it's going to be fun it's going to be interesting Kurt Bush is going to put on a show and I know Bubba will too.
0: As dominant as Kyle Larson was last year he's come back to earth a little bit mm-hmm. this year is there something wrong with the five team or is that just how the sport goes?
1: I think it's how the sport goes I think it's a factor of what you've been talking about, what we've been talking about, about the next-gen car time, you know, it it has, in a lot of ways, leveled the playing field, so to speak. It's brought some people closer together. There's less separation in a lot of the knowledge, at least till now. And um, I, I think it it it's a reality check, you know. Now, don't 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 start shedding tears for that five-seater. <laughs> that kid that young man's going to win some races and he they're going to get their share and as time goes on and these teams start learning more and more about these cars uh the hendrick camp is 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 going to be at the top they're going to be up toward the top of that learning curve and by the way just watching kurt bush and kyle larson two guys battle it out like they're they're dead sideways they're slamming off the guardrail. they're slamming off one another and so on and so forth to try to win a race and when they get out thank goodness nobody's complaining nobody's whining nobody's griping they're talking about how man man, that was a great race and I loved it they could have done it for five more hours and that's so very, that's what NASCAR racing, stock car racing at that level should be about and uh, you know they, they didn't crash one another or tear a bunch of stuff up unnecessarily they raced well I think the fans enjoyed it I know I did and they're going to go on next week they'll be talking about this and everything's good so um i think i think the race season this year's got a lot of good moments coming
0: texas is the site for the second straight year of the all-star race so chris what's the key to getting around that track
1: huh i think a lot of people would like to know heather (laughs) it's like a it's kind of like to me it's kind of like a mile and a half sort of like a mile and a half very fast poke no not that it's a triangle I mean, it kind of is with the triable front stretch, but the first and second turn, that end of the racetrack is like completely different than the other end of the racetrack with third and fourth turn. Uh, it's a very unique uh, apex to that corner. The way it's laid out, it's not round at all. Uh, it's it's like it goes for a little bit and straightens out for a little bit and turns really sharp. The track is very wide, but it's very fast. Um, a lot of guys get in trouble, like coming off turn two. They still, they've got a, a, an acre, it seems like, before from the groove to hit the wall, but somehow they make it out there. Uh, the other end of the racetrack is banked enough and laid out well enough to where they can basically run wide open through it, just, just all you can get. And there's drafting involved. Uh, it, it's just a combination of things. And they even use, I think they use a pretty good amount of brake getting into turn one and two, even as fast as the track is. So I think personally, it's very much a driver's racetrack. I think the guy that figures out how to get into turn one, make time through the middle uh without losing control coming off of turn two is is those guys or guys going to have the the advantage all night, and with the format, the winston the oh my goodness it's it's uh, I call it the winston <laughs> um it, it's It's going to be slam bang, pretty exciting, a lot of money putting up you know. It's just gonna be a fireworks night.
0: What do we think about Texas as the host of the all-star race?
1: Well uh, I think that let's face let's put it this way this is not your average cookie cutter mile-and-a-half racetrack it's not it's it's got way too many unique characteristics qualities than say a Charlotte or a Kansas or a Chicago or like that um, the, again it's very different from one end to the other. A guy can be very good through one end through three and four and all that and then get to one and two and and just look like he's never driven a race car before so uh I, I think it'll be again I think it'll be slam bam action um, I, I think maybe the the southeastern um, part of a congregation of our fans would rather it be somewhere close. Maybe it should. Uh, it was at Bristol here, what, three years ago? And the results of that were a little iffy, I guess, but I, I still think Bristol's the best place to have it. That's me. But I think, it's going, to, I think it, it's, it's going to be fireworks.
0: Well, if I had my way, and this will be a discussion for another day, take, I, if I won the lottery, I would take the all-star race, I would fix up a, ball, a bunch of these old defunct tracks, and I would move it around. I would go to North Wilkesboro. I would go to Rockingham. I would do all these old tracks, and that's that's where I do the all-star race.
1: Grand Slam. I think that's perfect. But I don't
0: run the place, and I don't have any money, so that's not happening. Maybe we'll both win a lot. (laughs) Anytime soon. Joining us now is Austin Dillon, driver of the number three Chevy at Richard Childress Racing. Thanks for joining us.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me.
0: Um, so I'm kind of look at the all star race as kind of the unofficial halfway point in the regular season. I know it's not exactly halfway, but it kind of feels like that. How would you evaluate the way your team's race so far this year?
2: You know, I think we've got some uh, really good finishes this year and um, more top fives and top tens, and we probably have uh, at this point in the last couple seasons. so performance wise it's been pretty good. you know obviously we're missing that one important thing and that's a win and Um, Now it's so important that um, it just puts you pretty far behind. If it wasn't for that, we would be ahead of four guys, I think, um, that are behind us in points. So, um, you know, we just got to keep grinding, working hard. That's what I've been doing all week back in the simulator, um, working really hard to try and make this next-gen car drive a little better.
0: I know that there were a lot of winners last year, too, at this point. But because there's so many winners, does that just put more pressure on you? I got to win. I got to win. Because pointing in – Gets more difficult when there's so many winners.
2: Yeah, for sure. Uh, I mean, you're always going to have pressure no matter what. Um, so, I mean, yeah. At this point, I've kind of blocked all that out. I'm just going to go out there and, and compete as as hard as I can and um, try and give our team the best chance uh, we can every week. Um, you know, making smart moves and and try and put us in a good position to win a race.
0: A lot of people have pointed to your team, you and the eight collectively as the team most likely to get their first win next this year, you guys, because you mentioned you've had such consistent finishes and it feels like you said, you, you know, you pointed out the stats. It feels like that for sure you're running better than you have in a long time. Is that because of the next gen car? Is that help kind of reset everyone and make it just more reliable, uh, reliant on how people are driving. I mean, has that helped you guys in that way?
2: Yeah, I think so for sure. I think we've definitely, um uh... Uh, got got on it quick we're excited about this next gen car and everybody we got good people here at rcr and i think good people go a long way and the effort uh, has definitely been there and it's shown up with our on-track performance
0: this week's the all-star race um it's at texas this year for the second straight year what what do you think about the race there should it move around should it move back to charlotte what's your feeling on
2: that I think it should move around. I, I mean, I enjoy it going to different places, trying different things. Uh, I'd like short tracks for the all-star race. I enjoyed when we we're at Bristol. I think, uh, short tracks promotes racing, but we'll, we'll see, you know, where do they take it next? But, uh, I definitely like the change up.
0: Um, I wanted to ask you, um, I know that recently you've been involved in this professional, uh, bull riding. Uh, tell me about that. How'd you get involved in that? And for, uh, I mean, I've gone to rodeos before, so I understand a little bit, but how does this professional league work? Like, how does this work? Yeah,
2: it's the first time the PBR has created a team's format. And um, I'm getting to general manage the Carolina Cowboys. Um, there are 12 events this year. I think uh, that's right. 11 and one. Uh, so the, the world finals will be out in Vegas. We've got some great teams, uh, franchises of teams and, um, eight teams this year we draft actually Monday I'm staying in Fort Worth and we're drafting uh Monday so my coach Jerome Davis and I uh we'll we'll go after and try and pick the best riders available and and draft a really good team for Carolina and hopefully bring a championship to uh to the Carolinas
0: I mean a lot of athletes become team owners in their own sport a lot of them like MJ or Emmett Smith become owners in different sports why why bull riding
2: well, my grandfather's always, uh, you know, took me to rodeos and, and the PBR and he's had an affinity for, for the Cowboys. And I think he just loves the, um, you know, the family faith atmosphere of it. It, it aligns with NASCAR and um, this this opportunity came about where they were going to create a team atmosphere in, in bull riding. And I think uh, he wanted to jump on it. And I'm, I'm excited uh, for this opportunity. For all of us here at uh, RCR and, and the Carolina Cowboys organization,
0: awesome! I can't wait to see how that works out. Like I said, I've been to some rodeos, but I really guess wasn't familiar with the kind of reorganization there with the team, so that's pretty cool.
2: Yeah, you'll have to go to the cool event. It's not far. Oh, go ahead. There's an event in Nashville. You have to go check it out.
0: Oh yeah, for sure. If I can get up there, that sounds like fun. Um, final question: Second, looking to the second half of the regular season, what's what's well, obviously a win, but uh, what, what's kind of the the mindset after the All Star race?
2: Yeah, I think it's just winning, you know, trying to do everything we can to get that win because, like you said, points are going to be tough. Um, the fain- main focus is a win.
0: So my final thought this week is going to be about wheels. Yes, I know, boring, tired of hearing about it. The wheels are coming off this next-gen car a lot. There's a lot of penalties that are being handed out and tons of debate on whether or not that The crew members or the crew chief should actually be the ones suspended and punished for this. My question is, if not them, then who? You can't punish the driver. Bubba Wallace isn't getting out of his car and changing tires. He's not Wendell Scott. No one's Wendell Scott. But somebody has to be punished and it has to hurt enough for the teams to try to fix these things. But I don't know. I mean, if you're taking the best tire changer off the 11 team and benching them for two weeks and putting the backup in, is that really better or safer for the sport? I don't know. I think it's an interesting debate. I also think it's interesting that teams are now, well, probably not now. This has been going on for a long time, gaming the system to try to get specific races that they want to, Miss or not miss. I think it's really interesting that the appeals panel sent sent a message to the 11 team that said, Oh, yeah, I see what you were doing there. You wanted to run Kansas and Darlington because Kansas and Darlington are in the playoffs. Okay, you got your wish, but now you have to miss four points paying races and not get to use the all star race, which doesn't pay points as a race that you guys miss on your extension. I think all of this is going to need discussion in the offseason. I think what's happening with the wheels, the way penalties are handed out, the way appeals are handed out, all of that is going to have to have a discussion in the offseason because maybe it's all great, but I think there's some things that probably could be tweaked on both ends to make it even better because the last thing we want is tires bouncing around, bouncing up into the stands, hitting people, or bouncing into pit road and hitting people because that's that's dangerous so i'm not too worried about the way that it's handled now i think they're doing the best they can with what they have but i definitely think there needs to be a discussion about all of this once the season's over thanks for parking it on the backstretch we'll see you next week